Good morning, class. Welcome to the Teaching Today podcast with your hosts, Jeremiah. And Kristen. And we're here today with the uh, superintendent of the fifth largest school district in the nation, Dr. Jesus Jara. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. Good morning. (laughs) Hello. Uh, We're about halfway through the first week of school this week, and... Ooh, it's 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 a hot hot week. We got heat warnings all over the place. Okay, listen. Let me just jump in. That's sure. actually now that I have you on the mic, we need to do something about this uh, monthly start. Yeah. <laughs> no. Let's push it back to June. Okay. No, it's it's too hot, but it's okay. Like I had kindergartners um, outside today, and I was like, "Let's go in," and they were like, "No, we're good." So they wanted to stay outside. They did. Well, good for them. I know. I was like, "That's all right. It's like the exercise. Let's do it." <laughs> I, I, I hide in my classroom. I, I keep I keep the, the kids say it's so cold in here. I'm like, no, I'm hot. I mean, I'm the one doing the work in here. So right, you just sit there. Not a big deal, right? Yeah, right. So we've brought you here today, Dr. Jara, to uh, basically we see a lot on the news. We see a lot uh, giving out <laughs> interviews about different policy. Please, please don't watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> we see a lot of policy coming from, but you've been here a year now. We want to know who is. Who is Dr. Jara? Yes. So the one good thing is, is we've prepared some questions that I thought would be very appropriate to ask you to get to know you. Perfect. Um, and some of those questions are going to contain the person, professional side of things, as well as your personal side of things. Not too personal. Um, but we, I feel like it's probably a really good thing to get to know you yeah. on a personal basis because oh, that's great. sometimes, and I hate to say it. The news is really good at vilifying people, and I know that any decision that you make, I am back behind you 100%. Yeah, perfect. I, 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 you know, I have a lot of colleagues that I teach at a high school, and uh, they say every time they meet you, they're just more and more impressed with everything you're doing. I bet. So that's cool. Uh, you, you got the seal of approval from a lot of your from a lot of your staff. Well, thank you. No, it's um, tough decisions, but you know, I tell you what drives me, and I can if we can, I can just start. Really, absolutely, it, it's. It's the work around children. Why do we get into education around kids? And and I know some of them are tough because it impacts adults. But it's just my thought process is really how do we then really find ways to help our kids? And 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 I think hopefully you'll see through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think that's that's you know that's what drives me and gets Absolutely. me up in the morning. So. Well, I mean, one of the Thank things you. that I thought was a really good plan was, I mean, we have a lot of vacancies. It's no secret. And the fact that we have people that are going in to fill those vacancies is a great idea. Yeah. I mean, truly, you think about these kids are the ones that suffer when you have a person that is unlicensed, that it's in there trying to make things happen for these kids when they haven't had the educational experience. Yeah. That makes things really difficult for the kids as well as, you know, as the, the adult, substitute yeah, and the, the doll in the room. Yeah, in the room. Yeah, no, I, I mm-hmm. know that completely. It's important. Um, so let's, uh, I guess, uh, we'll ask a couple questions. Tell us about your background. Um, I mean, I mean, we know you came uh, from Florida, from Florida, <laughs> but before that, uh, <laughs> so I'll tell you a little bit. Yeah, before that, I've been quite a lot of places. So first of all, I was born in, and I mentioned this today. I was born in South America in Venezuela. I moved to the United States when I was 10, fourth wow. grade. I still remember Miss Kilbride, my fourth grade teacher. You know, so I I was an English language, well, I am an English language learner. I learned to speak English in the great public school system mm-hmm. in, in Miami-Dade County. Um, you know, got my, my graduated and went off and worked and did some different things and went off to college and, and graduated. I, I, I got into sports medicine. You know, I, I was an athletic trainer and a coach oh, wow. and a teacher. <laughs> cool. I was a high school uh, I was a high school biology bilingual teacher when I started my career. Wow. That's a good and, skill to have. And, yeah. And um, so I did that and um, became, 
became a dean of students. I was a dean of students in Miami-Dade County. How, that's how I got my administrative um, stripes, if you will. Your jobs, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it was important to... Then I, I went up to Massachusetts, and I became a high school principal. I was a high school principal in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, did that, and then I stepped out because I, we did a lot of great work, and and um, you know I still remember I was a high school I was a high school principal at the age of thirty one, early young. Wow. Um, in my career, I I, um, I took a job nobody wanted. <laughs> I did my superintendent, um, you know, back then, and, and offered me the the opportunity to turn around a school and and with the great teachers. I I always say this: it was just really the classroom teachers and and the team. And I said, look, we got to do this together. You worry about teaching, and I'll worry about making sure the kids are in class for you to teach them. <laughs> wow. um, you know, I still remember what I said. Somebody asked me that, this question this past week: What did you say to your teachers? You know, I was 31 years old, taking a school, and I said, you know, most of you have been teaching since I was in high school. So I'm not going to tell you and teach you how to teach. I'm going to expect you to teach, and I'm going to make sure the kids are in school wow. and in class. And, and I had a lot of faith in, in the educators. And, and in a short time, we turned it around. And then, you know, did a lot of great work with the team, not me, just kind of, you know, just a head coach, if you will. Uh, empower the adults to do the work around kids. And we turned our school around and and, and I, college board because it was a lot of pushed a lot of advanced placement and, mm-hmm. and, and doubled doubled the, the, the pass rate and doubled the the, um, the participation with you know the teachers phenomenal work. Um, the college board offered me an opportunity to do that across New England and then Florida. My wife wanted to come back to Florida. My <laughs> wife and I we're, we're married 23 years, and we have three kids. They're all off, actually, this weekend. I'm mo- mo- going to move my daughter. Oh, wow. Um, she's going off to college, my baby. Oh, oh no, where's she going? Wow. Uh, where's she going? She's, she's going to UCF in Central okay, Florida. Okay. She wants cool. to stay. She got some money. She wants to be an engineer. Okay. So math and, <laughs> math and science, and then also um, she was a theater and choir kid. So, you know, um, multifaceted. And um, so I went back and worked across the entire state, leading the work around advanced placement and equity uh, for underserved students um, across the entire state, working with, you know, AP teachers and administrators. And then I kind of was missing (laughs) K-12. And I said, you know, I mean, there was great work around the state, uh, working with the legislature and the governor's office, but it was just missing the... The hustle and bustle of a school system. Oh, right? I just didn't For feel sure. like I was making an impact. So the superintendent that hired me as a principal was superintendent in, in Monroe County. I became his number two. I did that for a couple of years, and then he left, and then I became the superintendent of a small district. And then went to Orlando, and I was a deputy, which is where I came from. I was mm-hmm. a deputy superintendent for six years doing you know, overseeing teaching and learning curriculum and instruction, and then also the central office, um, all the way from pre-K to adult education, all the, under my purview. School system was large, about 209,000 kids, not as big as ours, but wow, it was urban, so very, oh. very similar yes. to, to, with a similar population. And, you know, just um, the great work of people. Um, I've been very fortunate to work with a group, you know, a good folks and, and classroom educators and everybody administrators to to really phenomenal work around school so yeah i mean that's got to be an easy transition then coming here because i mean i know anytime you get into a large school district you're going to run into some 
you know, people that are interesting. Yeah. We'll say it like that because that's the nice way of saying it. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, I that's one thing I'm very proud of our district as yeah. large as it is. We've got great talent here. We, we do. We've talked about it before how like when Las Vegas, even though it seems like a big town, it's so small. It's, it's really small. <laughs> it really and you'll is. you'll be amazed at the connections you make and you'll you'll run into people and yeah. be like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I say this all the time. I mean, I'm gonna tell you, I've been um, and I would say this: uh, pleasantly surprised. As big as as big as we are, mm-hmm. the 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 surprise to me has been how small we are. Yeah, right. Nope, you that's... know, and the connections and the. I mean, I'm going to tell you, and I say this: all this community and the people that I work with and and that I've had the opportunity to meet, they're all invested, mm-hmm. and they and are. that's what I love about my job and, and what I love about you know CCSD. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. It really does come back to the kids. I mean, no matter what kind of things are happening it's always the common responses yeah. it's i'm here for the, the kids and that's what it is so um and it's funny because you're talking about your professional experience and i was going to ask you about that but you did a really nice job describing <laughs> where <laughs> where you've come from so um we're appreciative of that but one of the things that we we did want to know was what made the move to las vegas like so <laughs> enticing i mean as you can see we had an excessive heat warning today it's going to be even hotter tomorrow um you know we do have nice falls of course but for the most part it's, it's hot. It's hot and somewhat it's, cold. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, and, and to know, like, I mean, it's no secret. It's and I don't necessarily believe what it is, but they're talking about how education, you know, we're you know, we struggle a little bit here. But what made it so enticing to come here? Yeah. So first of all, I, I wasn't looking for the job. I really I was not. I mean, I remember uh, where I was. Um, I was I was at a conference actually in Nashville for superintendents and I was there with my superintendent. We were at. Um, and for the superintendent's national conference and the recruiter, you know, said, hey, you know, you take a look at Clark County. It's a great district and they're looking for a superintendent. And I said, eh, you because know, <laughs> I, I, I had a great job. I mean, I Course. really did. I had a great job as the number two and doing some, you know, doing some work with a great team and superintendent. And I was learning a lot. And then they just they kept on calling and the, then they called me back that following week and the recruiter did and I said yeah I'll take a look at it and mm-hmm. he says you're ready and I talked to my superintendent and she says you're ready to be a superintendent she goes because she goes it's 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 um you know you're you you, you are my designee mm-hmm. here and and mm-hmm. when she's not there um or when she wasn't there so then I started looking and digging right looking at the data and and very similar mm-hmm. uh when you look at the the hospitality industry, you know, world. Correct, it's yeah. uh, you know, Orlando. You have Disney World, Universal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, a very transient population. Very in, mm-hmm. in Orlando, um, the demographics were very similar. You have um, the, the had language learners coming. The from language Asia. learners. Mm-hmm. Well, we had. You know, I mean, it's funny because we have 158 different countries here in Clark. In in Orlando, we had 100, 197 countries spoken in our school system. Wow! Wow! So it was it was larger, more diverse, wow. right? Yeah. And, and but different countries. Yeah. So you start looking and digging and saying, "Wow, look at all these similarities." Now the adult industry, you know, the casinos mm-hmm. and all that, but the, the arts, the restaurants. So you start looking and saying, "God, maybe this is where I'm supposed to be," right? Mm-hmm. And the. The temperature, you know, <laughs> actually, you know, because you have beautiful falls, you got great mm-hmm. springs, and I mean the humidity. You know, people, oh, I, it, it's, um, it's, it's hot, it's dry heat. It's a dry it's, heat. Uh, That's yeah, my well, and I always say, yeah, so is an oven. I don't sit in the <laughs> oven. I mean, right? I, 
<laughs> I worked at I worked at did a college program at Disney World and being a desert rat and going out to <laughs> to sunny Orlando where it's humid and where it feels it's like humid and you you get up in the morning you take a shower and get out to go yes. to work and you're like oh. so, you gotta take heavy. another shower it's right? heavy yeah it's a heavy heavy humidity so it was all the similarities um, but then when I came here and I started digging more into the data and then I see. And, and I remember, I mean, I, I, re, I remember going through the process and I just saw the potential, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and the challenge. And that's what started driving me more and more. And then when I got here and and meeting the people and that just energized me even more. So it was it was really what I what I would say, you know, was a potential mm-hmm. in the kids. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of what what drives me every day. Yeah. Well, and I think about it from my standpoint. I mean, obviously, I'm not a superintendent. I'm mm-hmm. a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. That's, that's good, too. That's <laughs> you know what? Where, where there's organized chaos. Oh, my gosh. It's like, seriously, I always think of like this little thing where they're ducklings. You try to get them in one spot and then they just wander off everywhere. They do. But, um, you know, it's just I, one of my biggest things that I love about kinder. And you and I had talked about this is you literally get kids that come in and they don't even know their real name. Like I have one that doesn't know their real name right now. Like mm-hmm. they have a nickname. Right. And by the time that these kids leave, they're gonna be writing a paragraph with po- yeah. proper conventions. There you they're go. reading and it's like, yeah, we did that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's right. a really good feeling, you know, and, and that's the potential. And, and you gotta start that year off in a positive note because that'll just pretty much lay the path for your whole year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so the face of education uh, is constantly changing, <laughs> Wasn't to that say true? the least. <laughs> what is one recent trend that you think will have a major influence on school districts in the years to come? Well, um, recent trend. So, I, I mean, I, I think it's been ongoing, um, you know, the choice conversation, right? That, mm-hmm. That's been an ongoing discussion um, across the country, right? It just really, and I think that's pushed school systems to think differently, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'll, and I'll tell you, I, 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 um, I look at it as a way for us to say, well, are we doing all we can for kids? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not about, you know, anti-public school. I don't believe it. You know, there is that rhetoric that mm-hmm. there is, but you know, so you look at it and say, well, um, I see that for me, we got to use it in a positive for us is how do we then compete in a way that if all the rules are all the same, mm-hmm. which I think that is something that needs to change, right? Because <laughs> if we're going to hold public schools to a certain set of rules and the others not, yes. then, then that's, that's a problem. Yeah. I, th- I believe that if you are going to um, receive taxpayer money, right, whether you're... You should be held accountable. Then you should be held accountable Absolutely. and educators should all be held accountable to the same standards. So that's number one. But I think it's, you know, we're in this... When there's there's this other thing in, that we're really looking at, and I think as a state, uh, the state of Nevada, what we need to think about is how do we look at the accountability measures for education, right? I think it's one test doesn't, it's not the answer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's multiple because it's, co- it's, it's a whole comprehensive approach to this holistic, if you will, mm-hmm. because, you know, when you, when you, when you look at, at, at a one assessment, is that is that the right way to do it at a certain time? That's not that's not the answer. So it's how do we then look at uh, in a way that you see more of a formative assessment mm-hmm. way that's aligned to the standards. I think that is one. But I think educators, being classroom teachers and and anybody, is if it's something that you can see growth, 
mm-hmm. right? Then you can see from the beginning to the end. And if a teacher made some growth in a way that we can control mm-hmm. the variables, yes. right? Mm-hmm. That is the piece that we need to say, okay. But it's so complex. And if we use it in a way, and I believe the challenge is, and I think that is something that we have to look and how we best utilize it for growth, but in a way that that it's not punitive, it's more in a coaching. Mm-hmm. Because I think everybody, you know, I used to be, when I was a high school principal, I used to tell kids all the time, I said, you know, teachers don't get into this for the money. No. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, they hate me. I, no, they yeah. don't. No, I, I don't. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's how do we then find a way that we use it to coach, mm-hmm. but not punitive? Does that make sense? I think yes. that is yes. where we're missing we're missing the, the, I guess, the boat, right? That it's not, it's, people want to say, well, it's a, it's, it's, it's a one time. No, it's, and I don't, I don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. don't, but I think that is something that we collectively have to find a solution to as a coaching tool mm-hmm. for educators in the classroom, you know, outside of because everybody has an impact mm-hmm. and for the administrators as well. And I think that is one of the things that we need to collectively find a solution to be before others find it for you it, yes. yeah i i was doing my um my pre-assessments for my slg and mm-hmm. that you know i and I'm, I'm really it's been a boon to be able to measure measure the growth in a more like <clears throat> structured manner in that secondary kind of setting because before before we really focused on it, it was just like okay here's a test oh, okay they did pass the test but how am i how am i knowing that they're actually learning what are they what are we what are we right. teaching them what right. are we giving, mm-hmm. giving so i think them? it goes back to even like you know we're going with um which, which i think i think from what i'm hearing the teachers would really like and you guys need to tell me i think now that we have a canine assessment right with a map, map accelerator yes. Mm-hmm. yes it's one for everybody instead of in the past it was hodgepodge different schools yes, had different things <laughs> so it was unfair right so i think now but then you have you have the one you're taking now right we have the testing window now that's open mm-hmm um, the map accelerator. So then, do you see the growth between now and the next interim? Right. And then you see the growth. Then after that, as a as an educator, you want to see it, right? I oh, mean, absolutely. it goes it goes back to, you know, um, somebody I was talking to recently, and they say, well, you know, it's kind of why you do a blood pressure check. Right? <laughs> it's why you you you, you know, not every doc, not when you go to the doctor or the doctor just doesn't give the medicine, mm-hmm. the same medicine for everybody. Yeah. They, they don't give aspirin for every right. el- illness. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to diagnose. And I think that's what, you know, what, where, when you look at that assessment tool, right, and the reports that you'll get, you'll be able to see where the kid's some kids may be missing X, while the other one. So then, as a as a teacher, you need those tools, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that to me is what it's the district's responsibility to provide the support yes. yeah. for educators because I think that's been lacking here. So I will say, I love map. I do. I I, like, I teach my I teach world history, so I start at right. ten. So it's like yeah, you don't have it. So, <laughs> we need something yes. for you. Right? That's the other piece that we need but for our high schools. One of the things that I thoroughly thoroughly love is we have our strategist Beth Beth Overland and she's fabulous like she knows her stuff and she had us sit in on like a quick little when I think it was one of our PLCs and she showed us all the tools that map has and it literally be like 
so-and-so is doing well in this, but so-and-so needs extra su- extra support right. in A, but, you know, X, Y, Z. So, so isn't that what a teacher wants? So then absolutely. you can then di- get the, yes. you know, the diagnosis and then be able to then and provide And I can put them. groups together. Just, I mean, it's right there in front of me. I don't have to go searching for mm-hmm. it. So and that was nice that you have MAP in place. <laughs> well, and that's a piece for educators, right? It, it's really, to me, and I say this all the time, it, it's a, it, it, the teacher's the class is the intervention. Mm-hmm. True. Right? Yes. It's not... No offense to reading programs, but it's not a right. reading program exactly. where you're putting a kid with a headphone. Reading programs don't teach kids yeah. how to no, read. No, they do not. Yeah. It, is the class, it is the classroom <laughs> teacher. And that, to me, is what MAP, right? So MAP gives you the, the assessment, the mm-hmm. data, and then you are the individual is the intervention. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Although I think I will say about that, it's very tough. We need to get smaller, like the little the mouse, because the kid's hands are I like know. the size <laughs> the of a guy. peanut. And trying to see them navigate with the mouse, it's like, That's next tough. thing you know, they're like hanging off the desk. And, and they're probably doing that. <laughs> they they're trying to they, figure it out with a yes, track yes. ball. Or they'll just touch the screen because they think it's an iPad. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this is called a mouse. <laughs> you have to roll it. So, <laughs> so, well, now that we have a little bit of that information, what about, so... This was one of the things I wanted to know because I'm like, man, I don't understand how you function like under all that stress. I feel like I'm stressed out for you and <laughs> I barely know you. <laughs> so like when you're going through a typical day, what does it look like when from not to like drag it out and be like, tell me your every move. But when you go into the well, if you're in the office to the end, what does that look like? What does it look like? Feel like, well, I get up in the morning and I exercise. Good. So I do. Um, you, oh yes, John Anselin told you you got a new treadmill. I oh, do. That's right. <laughs> well, John, I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm going to tell you. He, he, yeah. He said. He said don't it. don't let don't let him get out of eating because we did blazing wings with him. <laughs> oh, you did. Okay. Oh, like good. You burn your mouth. And he said good. he's going to tell you that he's counting calories, but he just told us today that he got a new treadmill. So, so he's I good. did. I got, a, I, I got a new treadmill. I had a bike, a stationary bike. So I'm rotating between because it's. You know, getting older. Um, so, so I have, um, I do that in the morning. I get up about four thirty, and I just inside at home, mm-hmm. uh, just because it just and actually, it, it's my best thinking. It, it sometimes. zins you. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Zins and I it bet. just yeah. uh, you start your your oxygen starts flowing, and that. So you know, I try not. I need to do a little bit more regularly, but I'm doing that um, in the morning. And then I just when I go into the office, it all depends. I'm usually Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she does a phenomenal job. And I mean, you know, I set meetings. I, Mondays is my cabinet morning, mm-hmm. where you meet with cabinet and different things. So just appointments. I try to if I have a long break, and you know, well, this week, I mean, I I, I had about an hour and a half break. I said, let's just go. I go to school. Yeah, right. I, just yes, to, just to pop in and just to. To see, not not in a way to to my just to see instruction, see children, see adults, mm-hmm. so they know that that you know I'm here to you're support. Not, you're not and, just a face on TV, right? Exactly, you're not. right. And just I think some, that's what's so important. Yeah. I mean, that's, so yeah. So I, I you know I today I, I was at a you know I'll tell you so in the office I had several meetings in the morning then. I went out. I had a, a lunch and learn with just uh, a group of uh, citizens, um, senior citizens that wanted to learn about education. Oh, wow. So I, I did that with about 60, 70 senior citizens, and wow. just to let them know, here's where we are. Here's what we're doing. Here's where we need to grow. They're taxpayers, and 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 I think it was. And I told them, I said, volunteer. I, and I would say out of the 60 plus. 30 of them are retired teachers. And I said, hey, come to school Please. and volunteer, <laughs> you know, your time. Maybe you do pull out. Maybe you do mm-hmm. something and, and volunteer. They're librarians. They're band teachers. And they all want to wow. get involved. And they're 
So it's how do we then engage the community? So I, I did that, and then, you know, I had a couple meetings this afternoon on my way here, and I got to go back to the office and one more meeting before oh I go gosh. home. Gosh, wow! And then when I get home, I answer my emails for tomorrow. <laughs> oh my gosh! So you just pretty much don't stop yeah, till like it's going time to literally nonstop. Lay down. Oh my goodness! Oh. So it's it's uh, that's not on board meeting night. So then I go to the board <laughs> every other Thursday we have our board meetings and and. Um, but you know, I get up in the morning every every day thinking about what we need to do to try to try to improve. And and somebody asked me today, and I said, "What keeps you up at night?" I said, "The vacancies." I mean, oh my wow. goodness, yeah. I mean, I, I'm already. I was talking to my former superintendent, who's my mentor, uh, Barbara Jenkins, and I go, "Well, you better start hiring for next year." I mean, it's really you have. We have to do something, and we, but it's a national shortage. It, right? Yeah, we've looked at the we've looked at the, and the turnover in our districts like a thousand teachers a year. Yeah. Well, and it's scary too because the pipeline's shrinking and, like a lot. And it I've is. done numbers on that because uh, it's funny because uh, Jim Frazee, mm-hmm. we were talking at lunch today, and he. Um, he said, you know, we used to be able to recruit te- the excess teachers from California, but they're, they're well, the teaching pipeline is just, yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, it's well, that's, that's the thing. You know, kids aren't going into education right? because obviously the, I, I, and I believe is the rhetoric, mm-hmm. right, the national yes, rhetoric yes. around education. And I think that is what, what we need to address to right, as a community. It, yes. um, and then you look at it and say, okay, well then, and for us, I was having a meeting today and I said, you know, it's a class size. I think it's the class size, the the workload. And I think that is that is the long term, short, quick, short term that we need to start addressing because it's I was at a school today. uh, Yes, Monday. No, Monday I was at a school and then (laughs) as a fourth grade class with 33 students. And I'm looking for the second teacher. I thought it was two. And it was just one big long line. Uh, and I'm saying, how, and, and how do you address this? And it was a school that just opened with new additions. So we're building mm-hmm. to catch up. And I think that is, that is to me, what keeps me up at night. It's, yeah. it's definitely, because it's always hard at the beginning of the year. So I'm not knocking anything at my no, school. I, but like, you know, I, I have one class that's, I have, well, I have more than one class. But I have several classes that have 40 kids. Mm-hmm. And then I have two classes that are in the 20s. Oh, wow. And guess which one's a lot easier to teach? <laughs> right? So yeah, it's, as it, we're balancing schedules. Yeah, no, no. And I'm, like I said, I'm not, not I just, I'm right. just, it's so much, so much easier yeah. when you have But a, then again, when you look at the numbers items, of it, right? I mean, it's in like. The, it's not sustainable without the. To try to, yeah. With yeah, the funding. Yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, that's that's. So, I, I'm just appreciative. I have 20, but again, they're like kicks. Are you saying that publicly on the radio? I am. You have 20 I am. Kids. That's gonna right. Go find it's it's going to go up to 32 now. Oh god! No. Now that's when things will get tested, <laughs> and I'll cry in my closet. But that's okay. It's a secret place. Um, <laughs> this, that's when the, the no, never mind. The superintendent's here. I can't say that. No. <laughs> um, uh, so we really brought you here, and then we took just kind of like some professional questions. But we did really want to bring you here and talk real quick about your your personal life and just again, as to get to know you. So um, you did mention um, your family. You have a wife, twenty three years. My wife, twenty three years, wow. Lourdes. Uh, awesome. We we. You know, I go back. I said we went to high school. Actually, we're in the same middle school, but oh, we, didn't, wow. we, didn't, we didn't really know each other mm-hmm. as we when we started dating, and 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 we're like, were you in that seventh grade Spanish class? Oh, that's so funny. She goes, yeah, with Ms. Ruiz. She goes, yeah, I was in that class too, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. So so and we have three kids. My oldest, Carlos, who graduates in December, he's going to be an engineer. Okay. My middle one lives here with me. He came here in January. He's um. 
He wasn't. He still is in in the in the. He graduated with a welding certification, so oh, wow. he's uh, he's he's welding, but he's not going back to school. So he registered. So he's going to start UNLV. Okay. Um, he was like, Dad, you know, nineteen, and and I said, son, but but I I always talk about him about going into welding, mm-hmm. but he had that opportunity, right? And now he's like, ah, maybe not. And now I'm like, well, maybe. I'll go so so he's now thinking of and he's going to college so which is what i always say our kids should have the ability to jump and jump off Absolutely. and on until they figure it out and i think that's the beauty of being prepared mm-hmm. for the workforce or prepared for college so mm-hmm. so so he's a living testament so he's going to unlv he starts august 26 so he's on a vacation in florida with his brother <laughs> and then my daughter who starts um uh, she's going to go to university of central florida um to to study in us in industrial engineering wow Very cool. well you have intelligent kids that's incredible <laughs> they take after awesome. their mother <laughs> um what about animals you have any animals at I, home i do i do we have um we have a little puppy um not a puppy. She's five years old, I believe. Coconut. And you're, she's, coconut. Your dog tur. Uh, yeah, she's actually hypoallergenic because I'm, I'm I'm allergic to dogs. Oh, but wow. my um, my daughter wanted her dog, and um, she's uh, she's actually from the Bijan family. Oh, okay. cool. It's, uh, yeah. It's um, Catan Tuliar that oh. we found a rare breed. Um, I don't know if you know this, but I, I mentioned this, and I think I mentioned that a year ago when I got here. My daughter, my daughter, who is my baby, she's uh, she's a cancer survivor. Wow, that's um, incredible. So, yes, I do. So, um, so when she was going through treatment, she wanted a dog, and we're like, I was all against it. But <laughs> when when your kids are suffering, yeah, you Anything do make you do whatever they want, and, and, I, and now that she's off to college, we're like. What do we do? <laughs> but she, we fell in love with the dog, and and Coconut. actually it was it was her therapy dog that got her through. Wow! So no, wow! So your daughter, it, what kind leukemia. of leukemia? She's she's leukemia. So she's been uh, since actually a year. She's wow. been fully. It's been five, six years now, but she's. She, yeah, she's good. a little special. Wow, good, good, thank good. God. You know, yeah. and that, again, goes back to that. You have a stressful job, and then to factor in your personal life into that, that is just mind-blowing that you keep yourself together the way you do. I mean, your whole yeah. family, that's amazing. That's a well, testament man, to you guys. Well, no, thank you. It's a family. The mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I actually, I did, uh, like, uh, homebound teaching this past school yeah. year, and I have a lot of students that are uh, like leukemia and you know or they're in remission but their immune systems are really low so and it's just I I have a four-year-old at home so and I know that's just one of those things that wow you always think about ooh, what if and mm-hmm. some yeah. people that live it I, well those yeah the hospital homebound teachers you know and, and I say that kind of because school was what kept her mm-hmm. her mind Absolutely. away from the cancer and the teachers coming and then going to the hospital it yeah was, it was yeah so. so yeah I was really appreciative to have a chance to be able to do that because it's you know it really opens your eyes and it makes you really feel mm-hmm. you know <laughs> really good so yeah. um well so now I have to ask this of course we're gonna segue a little bit but mm-hmm. okay so coming from Venezuela um <laughs> and then coming here at 10 years old what type of sports are you do you enjoy do you do, you do the I the Miami Dolphins no. or do you <laughs> do I, I well what sports no. Las, Las Vegas Raiders well you know I think Mayor Goodman told me because when I you know so I'll tell you this so 
He's, um, he's, he's going to give us the political answer, isn't he? <laughs> no. No, not, well, I'm not a Raiders fan. I, was, I haven't been. I wasn't. But I think that I, I think that's got to change. Right? I don't think that's kind of what Mayor Goodman told me. She goes, you, oh, gotta, you, got, you, you have to really you got uh, to be a Raiders. And, I, you know, look, you got to cheer for the home team, but that, which is what happened when I was in New England. In New England, you had no choice. Oh, and Lord, I'm, I'm so a Bills sorry. fan. Oh, I'm so sorry you are. Um, so, so um, you know, I, I became a Patriots fan, and, and I've been a Patriots and a Red Sox fan. Oh, boy. Um, but I... I um, you no longer have her seal of approval. <laughs> That's it. She's throwing me out the door. So, no, I, I have to become a Raiders fan. I do for the home team. But I, I, you know, just been been a New England fan oh, that's for so since I was in New England. Okay, Dr. Jar, let's talk about this real quick. Side note, I am hoping soon that Brady retires because I can't do it anymore. Like the Bills, the Jets, New England, and Miami are all in this division. And every single year, we always have hope. It's going to be our year. It's going to be our year. Oh, We're going to win sorry. the division. And it never <laughs> happens. And then we get people like Peterman. And we have Josh Allen, who's pretty good. He's the quarterback, and so I'm hoping. Well, there's hoping. thirty. Uh, there's thirty-one teams right now trying to figure out hmm. who's going to play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my God! And he's like, how old is he? He's like forty-seven. Forty-two. 42. No, he's not. Okay, nothing. listen, I was trying to push it up. Look, look, look. All right. <laughs> Uh, right. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. You know how I feel about my bills. I know. I, yes. you, and my if savers. If you ever see a picture of her house, it's, it's, it's nuts. Aw, it makes me. We have a man cave. I, I well, puke a little my bit. My husband has a man cave. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, what do you do? Uh, what, so you said you exercise. Uh, what else helps to relax? What, what else do you do to help relax? No, just, um, you know, just exercise, relax, and, um, you know, I, I decompress by by just veg, veg you know, wa- walking, <laughs> veg, you know, vegging out at yes. home, and 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 you know, with a family, of doing course. family you things because I do it's very little, um, but just you know, just with my son who's here, my wife because now she's back over in Florida, as we're moving her out, I, I got to move her out this weekend and move her off, and then my wife will come here. Um, so just you know, just deal you know, not deal. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, that's a- it. It just do the family thing with the kids, with the one that's here, just to keep them engaged, and and you know, because he's in a weird age, he's nineteen, right? <laughs> right. So he's not old enough to do a lot of the things. Mm-hmm. But just you know, I like I, I do like to watch sports. Um, you know, I'm so happy that football season started. Oh, I'm too. like, oh, this is great. Me too. And, well, and uh, I sent this out. I was we had John Anslone here last week, and he's a Bills fan. Now. Oh yeah, he's, he's my fan. he's my boy. <laughs> well, it's funny because I found out the other day, my first day back, I was talking to some of the football players. Our first game at well, is, is that Sierra Vista? Oh yeah. So Centennial versus Sierra Vista. I'm like, I think I might have to go down there Definitely. for that one. <laughs> and, and, and that's so great. I mean, and that's one of the things that I, you know, where I said I, I love high school sports. I love Love high mm-hmm. school football. Uh, it's just that time of year, so I, I, I watch a lot of sports and and I and and just to be honest, I do that at home. I, I don't you know I, I don't like to go out yeah. in public because it's just oh, not that I'm well. not that I'm you, you know you got to get the disguise. T- not that kick. I'm Tom Brady. But, <laughs> oh, no, but, oh, oh my gosh, that's Dr. Jara. Just, I just rather I just mm. rather watch TV at the house. Yes, well I can watch. only imagine too. That you know what? Real side note: Does that happen? Do when you go out, are people like? Oh my God, superintendent! <laughs> right? No, they'll say, "Oh, that's the guy that's on TV, always trying to." <laughs> You're like, "I have a name." <laughs> like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, no. Yeah, it's... so oh, that's interesting. I've always wondered that. Because... Oh, I was with my son at Target, and somebody stopped, and it was just you know teachers that want to say hello, of and, course, and, or or I run into somebody, and my son's like, "Dad, seriously?" I'm like, "Well, you know." It's just... <laughs> I feel like I feel like I've missed a lot of. 
I don't, I'm going to call you a quasi celebrity, like in my no, life, because like I feel like I'm just so, so when I'm out in public, I'm so clueless of <laughs> your surroundings. I'm like, oh no. I, I I used to work at a magic shop, and we had uh, Steven Tyler come in. Oh, from Aerosmith. Oh, from Aerosmith. Wow. Oh, wow. He was cool. he was browsing through the shop, and I was just like, ah, hi, how are you? And <laughs> you know, some my my boss came. He's like, come here. He's like. That's Steven Tyler. And you're like, oh, who? What? I said, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no that's funny. funny. Oh, wow. Um, one, uh, one more question real quick. Uh, we'll take a little break here. Um, you've been here a year. What's your favorite restaurant you found so far? What do you What do you like to order? Oh, yeah. We need to know this. Cause... Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's so, a lot. <laughs> so, um, Sushi Loka. I love sushi. Ooh. Sushi Loka. Um, Summerlin. Um, and I Pancho's. Right there, okay. the Mexican. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna say I said I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said I've had the best Mexican food here in Las Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's really it's stuff. great. It's spicy. Mm-hmm. They're they're going. It's, it might be like white boy Mexican, but um, <laughs> they, there's a place called Macayos over on. Oh Charleston. yeah. My they're close. My, they're right? close. Have, they have a new one opening. So oh wow. They're, they're they're waiting for their liquor license. What I I found out the other day, but my favorite thing is they, they call it Baja. Baja sauce is like a cream cheese jalapeno Whoa, cheesy. Oh, so good! <laughs> really? Yeah. So, but anyways. <laughs> so, all right, our final question for you because we know you have meetings to get to. Well, meetings. One sorry. more. But okay, so think about I know going back to like when you first started off. So obviously things are different now. But if you had not saying anything, but uh, things have changed in the educational world. But if you had one piece of advice to give our educators out in Clark County, what would it be? Especially with a new school you're starting. So oh, my God. Um, uh, and I, I'll tell you, I um, to all 42,000 employees or, they, the, you know, the teachers, I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, just to to really think about the potential our kids have mm-hmm. and the impact. Like you just talked about kindergarten, and you, you know, in, in world history, I think. And I, and I know they do. I mean, I, I think I would just say stay focused on the children, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and, and not that they don't, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I think it's when that aha moment, sometimes it may not happen right away, <laughs> right? Yeah, and true. you know that mm-hmm. um, from the classroom and why you got into this profession, mm-hmm. right? I think as tough as it is sometimes and as tough as it is at the state here in Nevada. Correct. Um, and we know that. And I, and I know that, um, you know, I'm advocating for educators all the time and, and that's the work mm-hmm. is just to go back and reflect on the human element and why you got into it um, to me you know that's kind of what gets me all the time it's just my teachers that made an impact and, and look I, I mean in my career and my when I was going through school I you know you, you have teachers that helped you more than more 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 than more, others, more than others mm-hmm. but yes. it's just those that one made an impact as to why you got into the profession yes they're a good testament of it that's absolutely true all right. Well, we want to, again, thank Dr. Jara for coming out, taking some time out of his schedule today to speak with us and speak to all of you um, lovely folks out there. And uh, I'm sure uh, wishes all you guys the best of success. <laughs> I do. And actually, you know what? Let me know when you want to come. I, I would love oh, to. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. No, we're supposed to bring him to Johnny Eats, too. Oh, <laughs> John, John Anzalone. He's like, listen. Get him locked down for my my. We we, we all have video. to go to yeah. We gotta go. See, look at you are like a celebrity. Yeah. People well, they need you on their. You know what? I, I, you know, first of all, let me thank you for inviting me here. This is critical for me. Just how do we talk to the educators? And I think it's just so they know they have an advocate. Um, and and whenever you want me back, 
let's just schedule it. Um, we definitely it's important will. Uh, for me. It's great, and um, you know, appreciate it. Stay, stay there. We got a hundred. 170, what is it? 177. We know. You know, and, and just just remember the impact, but I just want you to know that, you know, I appreciate you having me here and thank you and, and thank all of you for for the work you're doing in the classroom and, and, and in our schools. Thank, thank you, you so much. So we just, again, so, so, so grateful to have Dr. Jara come out here today. It was an amazing sit down. I, I mean, like, I my like my coworkers had said I said at the beginning they they give him a seal of approval. This is the first time I've interacted with him directly and he's he's such a knowledgeable and personable person. <laughs> yeah, truly. You know what? And he's very easy to talk to. Like, you know, sometimes you feel like when you're talking to the man in charge of the fifth largest school district, it could get pretty, you know, Qua- quasi celebrity. You know. Yeah, quasi celebrity <laughs> where it feels like, you know, oh man, I really need to really mind what I'm saying but he is really down to earth and I'm super appreciative of that because honestly like that makes me feel good about the decisions that he makes and And you know what I found very interesting and I couldn't remember um, directly but his story uh, becoming an administrator very similar to John's Oh, and alone, yes. Because he he said he was 30 some odd years old. Very young, yes. And so was John. So interesting um, you know, connection in that way. Yeah, but the only thing I'm not okay with is that he's a Patriots yeah. fan. But that's okay because um. I like him, so I'll let it slide. No. <laughs> so and um, special special thanks to um, Tucky's Barbecue out in Henderson oh, today. Yeah. They provided us with a big spread. We heard that uh, he was about John Anselin told us he was a barbecue fan, and he we've had it sitting here, uh, and he had a very tight schedule. We were going to do some like taste testing on the air but he had to get to his last appointment unfortunately but uh, again very special thanks they had a break in recently mm. someone broke their door and you know I did some Gosh. some some fevery yes. and uh, so go out show them some support they're at 308 North Boulder Highway they're right there by um, Lake Mead and Boulder Highway it's a really nice establishment and it's like uh, locally owned family that's wonderful so yeah that was it, really kind of really good food really, and you know what's really, really good is I mean I know nobody out there in podcast world can do this but it smells so good in here. <laughs> like it's delicious barbecue just wafting through the air. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have, uh, they can actually, they do catering. They do, um, you can go in same day um, and pick up a, a party of 10. Oh, like, wow. They, they have enough, you know, food and stuff wow. for that. That's so. impressive. Uh, anyway, so as we have said, uh, we wanted to build a relationship with the superintendent. Uh, we also think it's important at the beginning of the school year here to build relationships with um, our students. So we're going to just take a quick look to wrap up the day uh, with what are 10 ways we can uh, build relationships with students this year. Yes, and it's important now more than ever because we are starting the year and it's, you know, completely fresh. Mm-hmm. So this is the time during these next couple of weeks to really dive in and get to know these kids. Cap- capturing kids' hearts. And I, I, yes. I really, truly, firmly believe that uh, that's an important uh, building the rapport with your students so important it makes your life so much easier when they when they trust you and they can feel they they can confide in you or or that you're not there out to get them it, it's oh it's <clears throat> like a, it's a game changer yeah. I mean I can tell you just from last year I really took that motto and ran with it even though every year I really do try to build relationships with these kids but last year we just had such a our class classroom climate was 
incredible and those kids thrived and the things they were able to do by the time they left kindergarten was like mind-blowing no kindergarten <laughs> should be doing those things like i mean you think about the studies and stuff and mm-hmm. they're like oh it's you know it's developmentally appropriate these kids were amazing <laughs> yes um and you you uh ron clark you saw ron clark at the 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 ccsd oh yeah um the new, new higher, higher orientation, orientation yes he's got you know he's got a powerful message he does he um, does he's incredible and it's all about building relationships so mm-hmm. uh just real quick we're gonna go through these um kind of give you a little rundown on how they work i mean and uh we'll start off with uh the number one uh advice is say hello and goodbye to every student every day um and i think it's easier maybe in elementary because you you have the same kids uh you you have one group of kids 20 in your case for now (laughs) (laughs) for now let's keep my fingers crossed um but uh saying hello getting those relationships uh and somebody told me, I forget who it was, somebody told me that you may be the first positive interaction they have with an adult all day. That's true. Uh, and so it's important to set that kind of tone and be there and be available for, for your kids. Yes. And honestly, Jeremiah, I can tell you coming from um, um, a school that I taught at prior to Shore Elementary, um, having that positive interaction was just so, so key to get these kids motivated and started because I know... You know, we all deal with, you know, things that are unfortunate in our life and they had dealt with a little bit more than most people. Mm-hmm. So just having that interaction and showing them, you know, I'm here, I'm open, I'm I'm here for you just really changed a lot of things too. So, but excellent. Well, so the next one that we are uh, going to talk about is um, student letters and questionnaires. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, this falls right in line with uh being a first week activity. So the first week of school, um, I ask students to write me a letter that tells me everything I need to know about them. Now, when I say I have them write me a letter, <laughs> normally I'm dictating. Sure, sure. So it's more actually draw me a picture if I can actually backtrack for a moment. And it's important because a lot of them, it I find out a lot of information. And I'm sure with you, because you do have writers, yeah. and I'm sure they're dealing with a lot more because that they can cognitively you know, understand, but yeah, I've, I've learned some very interesting things about that. You know, it's, um, this year I did something a little different. I've always kind of done, um, a back to school. What'd you do over the summer? Yeah. And I saw somewhere, um, on Facebook recently, like that can be traumatic. And I, I, you know, I think some, I'm like, oh yeah, but, and, and I get it. I do get it. Uh, so this year I did try one, something different. And I said, um, Instead uh, of doing that normal thing I used to do, I I just wrote. I said, "Give me a writing sample. I mm-hmm. want to see what you write." Mm-hmm. And my question was, "What is uh, if you could change one thing, any one thing in the world, what would it be and why?" Oh wow! And I was amazed when I sat down and I started reading them that they have a lot of uh, they they share a lot of the same concerns that wow. we as adults do. Oh my goodness! Gun yeah. violence, pollution, homelessness. I was, I'm, because I was thinking it was going to be, oh, I just wish we didn't have to go to school. Right. Exactly. And I, you get some of those. Right. But the kids that are taking it, I think, to heart, mm-hmm. they, they do know that it's important and they do know that it matters. So I was really, uh, in, I was really shocked by what I found uh, out from this. Uh, more, more than, you know, like I said, those, those summer, what did you do over the summer right, right. type question. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's, crazy too i mean you think about you talking about they're talking about gun violence god now more than ever that's terrifying when i was in school like well i'm not gonna tell you how long ago but i 
didn't really worry about that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's a legitimate worry for these kids. I mean, it happens a lot. I th- and I think going, because I went to school, I and I tell my kids this, especially since I teach world history. Yeah. Uh, 9-11, September 11th happened right. when I was a 10th grader in high school. And oh, my okay. world history teacher had made us do this assignment talking about, you know, write down your feelings. What do you want to wow, do? And I remember yeah. I had written like, you know, I wish I could go join the military today and get all these. Ter- mm. And so the idea of terrorism, which is now when I'm looking at these high schoolers now, is such a part of their daily lives. Oh, my gosh. It's going so scary. To, and I talk about this on on the on September. I talk about it and I say, you know, you think about. You've never gone to an airport and sat in the terminal and just hung out. Right. Like you I, used I to do. I remember I could go and sit and watch airplanes yes. with my dad or whoever. And you just watch them fly and take off. You went through a little metal detector. You didn't of have course. to didn't yeah. strip down to your underpants. Or, <laughs> you know. But uh, they don't They don't have that. They, they know none of them ever will. That's so crazy to think about, man. Our world is a scary place sometimes, but there's a lot of good in our world. No, too, yeah, you know? and and, the, and so again, going back to that, it's like it's amazing what I've learned from having these from yeah, from, the, from the this conversation. Yes. So, mm-hmm. all right, number three, parent input helps, and we've talked about this yes, previously. <laughs> um, make make in, uh, sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> uh, engage with parents. As soon as you can, um, engage uh, not just with negative things, mm-hmm. uh, but especially at the beginning. My my principal's been sending us emails to make make try and make phone calls every day after school. Get get in touch with your parents. Just say, hey, I'm glad to have you in class. Yeah. Um, I'm actually I I had open house. So I'm not gonna make it back up there, unfortunately. So all my parents, I do apologize. But <laughs> when you have an appointment with Dr. Dr. Jar, Jar, you kind of yes. <laughs> supersedes a little bit. But um, so. Uh, Make make contact with parents. Getting input from them, what's going on in their lives, uh, can help you understand what's going on with their with their students. Oh, absolutely. So one of my biggest tools that I use is Class Dojo, and I'm sure a lot of you out there in the CCSD world use it as well. Uh, Class Dojo has been an amazing tool for communication with me. Um, one of the parents actually sent me a note today via a message. That's like an instant message uh, part of Class Dojo, and. She said, you know, I don't know who's having a harder time having their child go to, or go to kindergarten, <laughs> my kid, kid or, me. or me. She goes, but I'll be real honest, the pictures that you take and you set, you know, and you send out on the class story part, she goes, is so, you know, just it, it, it just makes me feel good and it settles me. And I mean, they're very appreciative. And it's good, too, because if there is something that needs to be addressed, as such as a, you know, a negative behavior, I can actually handle it by either you know, doing the the points up or the points down, or I can immediately get a hold of the parent, which is really, really nice. So, but again, it's got to be positive, and then you all, you know, definitely don't flood their yeah. their feed with negative behavior. And, beha- and then down the road, when you do have to address a challenging behavior, then you've built that relationship. So it's not just building relationships with the superintendent. Yes, it's not just building <laughs> relationships with our students. It's building relationships with our family. Absolutely. And you know what? And that's, that was Dr. Jara's motto. I mean, he, he said it himself. He was very adamant about how to engage the community. I mean, he met with the senior citizens. Today. Yeah. How cool is that? And, and it, the, that and, and him, and, wow, <laughs> him and his personal life, too, he's talking about the importance of family. So we, you know, yes. being connected to his, to his kids and making sure that 
And that's important for Absolutely. education. Absolutely. Sure. So um, one of the other ways that we were going to discuss about how to build relationships with your students is definitely, um, and even John Anzalone said this when he was here with us last week, he talked about appeal to their interests. So one of the things that he likes to do is he finds out about his students that mm-hmm. are in his high school. Um, what are the things that are hip and cool? And, and he really plays off that. And I mean, as I know and what I see, everybody loves that guy over there. So um <laughs> I definitely think it's you know important. Um, mine's a little different because again, because I'm yeah. primary, but I see a lot of my girls that are coming in with LOL lunch bags or lunch boxes or whatever they are. Sure, sure. They're like the little tiny dolls, and they always and I talk to them about how my niece Jade she has uh, like a ton of LOLs, and even the boys like that are totally into like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I talk about how when I was younger, I actually had a bunch of them. Well, they weren't mine. They were my brother's and I would take them and make them be my Barbie's boyfriends. So, <laughs> so Barbie's dating a turtle. Yeah, hmm. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. So, but it, it was funny because my brother would come and be like, do you have my Ninja Turtles? And no, I, I thought I, I thought Barbie usually dated G.I. Joe. I thought that well, was the... He, yeah, but my brother was really into the turtles. But regardless, so having that appeal, you know, appealing to their interests and, and establishing, you know, a, you know, a common ground. Yeah, no, for, and I do a lot, uh, especially in history, I do a lot about trying to find out their interests. So, you know, in it's easy with, I think, well, I shouldn't say all the time. It's probably stereotypical, but <laughs> it's easy with boys because they're all into the, the Fortnite PUBG. Oh, yes. And it's like, okay, well, I can I can fake it. I don't play that. <laughs> but, you know, you, you can figure out a little bit and then you, over time, you kind of, pick up on what different like what clubs are they in mm-hmm. like uh, you know i'm i'm a theater geek myself oh, and cool, so yeah. you know all the all the little little theater <laughs> kids um i you know i can talk to them about their things um and it's nice with with history i like to incorporate things like the assassin's creed series oh which, yeah which they're they're pretty historically they have a lot of historical information they're not i'm not gonna say they're historically accurate right but, but they, they do, they do contain a lot of good information so oh. that's a nice way to connect things um and then again with u.s history with hamilton man oh yeah you should have seen last year when uh they got into hamilton some of those theater kids they go bonkers for it. <laughs> that's really so. cool um, speak to students with respect. Absolutely. Don't talk down to them. No. <laughs> Don't do that. That's a good way to not build a relationship. <laughs> um, so I have i don't know if I would say I've struggled with this. I Sometimes you forget. Mm-hmm. Just And I think that's just from maybe going back again to that thing. You don't realize in secondary... They're dealing. They can be dealing with just as much adult stuff as you are. Oh my gosh, I bet. And um, you know, you don't find out necessarily, you know, who might be homeless, who might be kicked out of their parents' house, you know, the night before. Wow, that's so scary. Um, and all these things. So, being cognizant of that, and understanding that, and especially in the secondary level, um, that there are issues that you won't be necessarily made aware of. Mm-hmm. And that to to keep those in mind, you know, keep those in mind. They might be having a crap day for a reason, right? Um, you know, but but don't talk down to them. Don't, you know, I, I I'm trying to think of a, a good way to kind of parse this, but you you just have to again understand that they're they're, they're little they're, they're little adults. Things. They are, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because I was thinking about the fact of, you know, I've had a the last couple of days. It's it's been a 
it's definitely been a learning curve for my kindergartners. And, you know, you figure when you have five, well, four or five years instilled of you that you're allowed to just get up whenever you want, go mm-hmm. wherever you want, mm-hmm. talk whenever you want. And now you have this lady who's unfamiliar and telling you that you need to raise your hand and she's telling you all these procedures. You know, it's it's kind of hard for them to understand. And that's why I try so hard to use really positive language and affirmations with them. Yes. Because I want them to know that school is a safe place and I am going to respect them. And again, they need to respect me. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I try really hard. And I know sometimes, you know, we're human and we can definitely, you know, get boiling over, but that's not gonna do anything for anybody but make you know you know have distrust you know a, a, tr- and, you know, a tough like situation that. even dif- more difficult oh absolutely yeah. and they'll close right out so. uh, I, I had seen something and i and again I, I talked about this last week i troll <laughs> i troll facebook all the time looking <laughs> looking for stuff and i had seen somebody uh they had a little poster not poster but this little sign they put on the door of positive affirmations to have the kids say to you as they walk in and i oh. thought that was really kind of yeah. Cool idea. Not, yeah. You know, not, it, not that I could get a hundred buy-in from high school students, but <laughs> I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe I should try. But yeah. you, you know, know what? Hey, you start in your classroom. Look at that's what Ron Clark used to do. Mm-hmm. He started things in his classroom, and then everybody was no, no, no. He shouldn't be doing that. He's too new. What does he know? And then it ended up spreading out where the principal was like, you know, that thing you were doing. Can you teach my class? <laughs> and that's crazy. You think about you know the things that start something in your classroom, and you never know it'll spread like wildfire. You know, and I, I'm into these things again. You see, like the gentlemen's club. Yes. You know, boys without the father figure don't know how to tie a tie or don't right. know how, don't, you know, don't know how to dress appropriately or Correct. whatever. I so know. Yeah. anyways. So uh, the next part of our building relationships um, going through our top 10 is going to be, uh, and this is a big one for the high school, middle school, even, I mean, primary too, you could do this is attend outside activities. They have like little, little league club sport yeah. type things. So one of the things that... I love to do, but I was actually coaching it at the time, was we had a co-ed flag football league. (laughs) And the Pals uh, of Metro, they actually were the ones who got us into it. And it was such a cool thing to actually go out there and and have like, you know, build relationships with those families because they would come and see their kids play. They knew who I was. They understood I was a person that actually taught and used my own time to give to these kids and actually spend time with them to try to, you know, build like different you know show them how to play football and at the same time build relationships with their teammates so being able to go out and attend those outside activities it really you know it puts you outside of the school they understand that you're a person too just like we were talking with dr jara he's an everyday person Mm -hmm. yes okay he does a phenomenal job in our district quasi celebrity yes (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time these kids seeing that we are not just that teacher that stands and talks at them and has them do things academic wise they see that we're just everyday people as well. It, it, so this is going to lead into the next one too, but secondary definitely. I, I try and go, I love the football games. I love the high school football games. As I just said, I don't, I usually go to the home ones because we do a whole tailgate at our school. Mm-hmm. But I think definitely I'm going to go to the Sierra Vista one and do it. You know, I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe I'll be, I'll, I'll have my student council make me a big, uh, a big chicken wing that says blazing on it or oh, something. Oh, that's funny. That'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, going to the, the sporting events, going to um, any of the, the, the the shows the theater shows all of these are so good and they love they love to see you there yes they, they do. love to see that you're supporting them and that you again like you just said yeah which leads us to the next point let students inside your world yes and that seems like a strange thing um 
to say, but it, it, it makes a difference. Again, you're building relationships. They want to know about you. It's, you're not just this, this mythical podium <laughs> speaker, teacher, teacher um, that I think, I, I think it was probably going away by the time I was in high school, but I think more so for like teachers that are still in the classroom or educators that are still in the classroom from like 20, 30 years ago, <laughs> might've, they've had to adapt and change this mentality. Yes. Um, so more so I, I talk I talk about my my fiance you know I talk about things that are going on I talk, I told my students when my my father passed away early, wow, last school yeah. year and mm-hmm. you know they they have to know that you have things going on outside uh, today I, I told I told one of my class I didn't tell them I said I said I'm doing a podcast with Dr. Jar today <laughs> and they're like yeah you do a podcast I said yeah they said tell me what it is I said no I said, <laughs> I said, I don't want you listening in case I decide to talk about you. Yes, exactly. That's so funny. You're like, nope, can't tell you. Sorry. <laughs> I said, you can know I'm in a podcast, but you can't know what it's oh, called. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, and it's, you say that about, you know, telling your students about, you know, your world and, and Paige and your fiance. And it, it brings me to today, this morning, I, my son started preschool or pre-K with uh, Mrs. Bronley and uh, Mrs. Allen and He's been having a really hard time transitioning. He, I saw some picture. He did not yeah, look he was like not. a happy camper. He was like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll put some on the teaching today page so you guys can see my my pain that I'm dealing. But today was I, the first day that I actually dropped him off. My parents have been really kind oh, okay. and they've been dropping him off because sure. he loves who he calls my my dad, who he calls Beepa. But so Beepa's been bringing him to pre K. But I brought him today and. When I let go of him, he lost it, and I was Aww. like trying to hold myself together because I'm like, okay, nope, that's not going to be good for him. <laughs> so he's got to hold this little yellow ring, and uh, they walk to the pre-K room. And when I went outside, my students had asked, "Mrs. Nigro, you you weren't here when the bell rang." I said, "I know, guys." I said, "You know, little Tony," and I talk about him a lot with them. They're like, "Yeah." I was like, he had a really tough time coming into pre-K today. And they were like, oh, no. They're like, but don't worry, because we see him on the playground. I'm like, yeah, because we actually see into the kinder playground where he plays. <laughs> so sometimes my kids, like my students will be like, this is Nigro, there's Tony. <laughs> so, and they know about my family. They know about Mr. Tony. They know about, you know, uh, my, dog, my dog, my dog, Biko. <laughs> yeah, my dog, Biko, and my cat, Pepperoni, and my bird, Phyllis. Like, we talk about these things. But it's important because they've got to see that you're human. So, yeah. Uh, next one. Yes. So um, the next one we're talking about is let students have a voice. So pretty much that is actually key because coming from my standpoint of where I'm at, um, my students are the voice in the classroom. I'm the facilitator. I stand there. I watch. I'm like mm-hmm. kind of like the proctor. Sure. My students run every aspect of my wow. class. It's incredible. Like you wouldn't believe that a five or six year old could do this. Mm-hmm. But I'll be real honest. So. When I talk, it's a very short, short time. It's to explain something. You know, obviously, if I'm doing groups, I'm going to be talking to them and, like, coaching them through. Mm -hmm. But their center time with math and reading, they run it. The morning meeting, they run it. I mean, there's very little time that I'm talking at them. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, and I actually got that idea from Mrs. Kuzma, who's one of my kindergarten teachers. I watched her. Mm-hmm. She modeled the lesson, and these kids just got it, Picked and they it knew up. it, and they were incredible. And and I and for again, this is a the the challenge between secondary and primary is mm-hmm. how do I let my kids have a voice? Yes. Too. Uh, that I think again that activity I talked about earlier with the just asking. Them, oh yeah. Just asking them a question. Sometimes uh, I think letting them write it down today elicited me more honest responses than if I had said, 
tell, tell me, me yeah um what what it is so yeah. i think that was really important yeah and in, I, I know it's it's one of those things you know going back to the primary aspect of it jeremiah mm-hmm. it takes a lot of explicit instruction for that like i literally go up there this is what i'll say next this is what i will point to and after you do that and you do it in routine so much they pick it up mm-hmm. and it's it's bizarre though like mrs brown our administrator came in and she was like how do you get these kids to do that? She goes, I like coming in your classroom. And I said, well, thank you. I like having you in my classroom. And I like when you say that. But it's just, I, I think it's, um, it really goes away from like the, um, you know, old school teaching of where I'm up there in front of you and we're doing, you know, I'm talking to you and you're following my instructions. And it's like a new era, I guess, where they're doing it on their own. Uh, we have two left. The next one is be real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this all goes again. It's all and it all leads into the same thing. You you, you let them into your world and be real about it. Don't be this um, fake fake. <laughs> um, if you're not is I'm I'm I, I will say I'm a very jolly person. I like I love to laugh and <laughs> I'm not uh, we we kind of hit on a little bit last week where you you have some of these teachers that have the mentality. Don't smile until Christmas break. Yikes. <laughs> uh, and I I would make myself miserable mm-hmm. if I was to be if I was to be something I'm not if I was to be this and I I'll threaten it. Yeah, I'll threaten you know, you guys are talking too much, and mm-hmm. um, if you want a prison warden, I can be a prison warden. We can sit wow, here and do yeah. book work and not talk, and you know, but that would make me just as miserable oh, as yeah, it would make no them. Oh yeah, it's no fun to go into your job when you're having to do that. You're so, absolutely right. So be real. So so be true to yourself and uh, to thine own self. Be true. <laughs> uh, let students see that you make mistakes. Embrace them. Uh, they'll learn. They'll learn more from watching you how. Uh, how you relax, yes. <laughs> react to a blunder. Yes. Uh, and they'll come to understand that you don't expect perfection and that they should be willing to make mistakes too. Oh, you know, it's funny you should say mistakes because I can recall when I was doing open house and I tripped over a power cord and fell in front of all of my brand new students' parents. <laughs> oh, no. Let's talk about how embarrassing that was. But you know what? I could have just sat there and been like, mm, but I was like, ha, laughed it off, you know? I mean, we're real people. We make mistakes. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I have a big cast on my foot and I've had it for the last four months or so. Yeah. And, uh, people always ask me what, what is, uh, what, what happened to your foot? And I'll, I'll always, cause I'm, I, I've gotten so over telling the story over and over. So I, right. every time, whatever situation I'm in, uh, it's like we were at, um, the Smith center watching book of Mormon and they said, what happened to your foot? I said, I kicked an usher. <laughs> uh, I was at a car uh, a car lot, and they said, "What happened?" I said, "I kicked the last car salesman who tried to." So, so kids ask me, "What happened to your foot?" I said, "I kicked the student last year." <laughs> oh God, yes. Yeah. So, and that it was a joke. Don't forget yes, people. No, no I do, filing I, any I do reports. Say it's always a joke. Um, so, uh, last but not least. Alrighty, and our last really good way to build that relationship with your students is trust that they will do good, great things. Dr. Jara said it while he was here. That is one of the most important things. If you believe in these kids, they're gonna do great things. And if you go in with a mindset of negativity, it's not gonna end well for you. So being able to understand that even if you have a problem in the beginning of the year and you're like really stressed out, and I know it's the beginning of the year and you're stressed out and you're trying to think, oh my gosh, how am I gonna get through these next 177 days? Who's counting? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trust that they're gonna do great things. I mean, it's it's a transition, it's a learning curve. You got kids that maybe are coming from situations that are not ideal 
And if you just be real with them and trust them that they're going to turn around and things are going to happen, you're going to have really good outcomes. And remember what uh, John Anzalone said last week is that um, it's their first time in your class. Keep that in mind that oh, yeah. you, you may have been teaching this subject for 10, 20, 25, 30 years, uh, but this is the first time for most so I'm going to say that for my high school uh, some repeaters but it's the first time they've been in your class so yes. so keep that in mind um, let them make mistakes let them see you make mistakes yes. and know in the end that everything will work out how it's going to work out is the best way I can think of it so. yes absolutely well and you're right I mean the, the other thing is is these kids they're gonna they're gonna try to test you they're gonna they're gonna oh, see yeah. no it's they they will and and they're gonna make mistakes and things are gonna happen but you know, that's going to just be a temporary thing. Trust that they're going to make good decisions. I mean, don't. And like you said, one of my biggest pet peeves is I I hate, I hate when I hear teachers saying, oh, you have that one. Oh, good luck. And it's like, you know what? No, because you don't know if this person could come in with me yeah. and be completely different. <clears throat> and, you know, I, I always, whenever I have an issue, mm-hmm. uh, one day I say I have an issue with a student one day. I try and pull them aside and I'll say, you know what? Tomorrow's a different day. Yes. Tomorrow's a better Tomorrow's day. Tomorrow's a new day. Let's, let's start over. Absolutely. And I, you know, I never, I've never held a grudge that I can think of against yeah. any kind of, because it's not worth my, no, men- my mental energy. No, absolutely not. No way. Uh, and so, so, so it does, it does bother me a little bit. Like when kids say, oh, well, you just hate me. I'm like, no, I don't hate no, you at all. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the thing that you're doing right now, yeah. but I certainly don't hate you. Yeah. Um, so it it's it's just so it's just so it makes your life as an educator so much easier mm-hmm. to not let these things drag you down absolutely and, to, and it'll make your class a much happier place it will yeah you know we have this guy his name's greg schmedley he's like a kindergarten uh guru they mm-hmm. call him mr uh kindergarten smorgasbord <laughs> and one of his hashtags that he always tries to get started at when he set, sends things out on his like facebook page is uh, hashtag happy classrooms mm-hmm. and i usually search that just so i can kind of see what's going on in our nation because i like to hear about like the positives and i like to know about you know the things the breakthroughs that have happened so it's really it's a really good way to get your mind right <laughs> all right well that is our uh episode for today our, our class session if you will uh, special thanks always goes out to CCEA uh, for allowing us to come and yak away with yes. all these really cool people We're that we've so had appreciative the, the opportunity <laughs> to, to talk with. Uh, I know coming up soon we'll be talking uh, with some of the national board um, individuals. Yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about how that affects uh, people who've been in the classroom for at least three years and the, the process for getting into that. Uh, again, super, super duper thank you to Tucky's Barbecue. Go visit them. Mm-hmm. Tell them Teaching Today podcast sent you. Uh, email, send us questions, questions, advice about your class, advice about student behaviors, advice about life, the universe, yes. or anything, I suppose. <laughs> we uh, we'll just it. tell you 42. But uh, anyways, send us emails, teachingtodaypodcast at gmail.com. It's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, and uh, again, I want to thank you to... Um, Eric, who does our uh, editing yes. and sound. Eric and, is the man. <laughs> uh, all these good things. So Yes, and again, thank you. Thank you to Dr. Jara for taking time out of his ridiculous schedule to sit down with you and I. I mean, that is a testament of that man. Yes, and um, to, to, to the folks that are asking about negotiations, 
Uh, that's not the that wasn't the point. No, they, they, and he didn't even know uh, what was going on. He knows that they are in a meeting. Yes. Uh, so you know we're 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 crossing our fingers just as much as you are, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully we'll hear something soon. So I know I know the 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 union has kind of set this deadline down to say yes it's it's time yep ladies and gentlemen so keep your eyes open listen around uh and uh tune in next time to the teaching today (laughs) pod class and until then uh i'm jeremiah and Kristen. and class is dismissed. dismissed